Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the north side of the San Francisco Bay to Singapore, welcome to Urban X Real Talk Fitness Radio with your host, business owner, lecturer, author, master trainer, Tiaja, with over 30 years of experience in the health and fitness industry. He will challenge the fitness between your ears. So prepare your mind, body, and soul for the revolution of self-care, the evolution of fit, with real talk about real people, real health, real fitness, and the real deal behind our present illness culture. Real talk every time, all the time. Get weekly insights on how to shift your thinking, emoting, eating, training, hydrating, goal setting, and resting for you, the everyday athlete. You can cheat your fitness, but you can't steal your health flow. It's Tuesday, 9 a.m. Let's flow. If they do, they need it now. Christie kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it, it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's 40, got something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got it. 20, 10, He's got it. End zone. Touchdown, Titans. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. A miracle for the Titans. We celebrate them, 
We imitate them. We purchase their shoes and jerseys. We tattoo their team logos on our bodies. We honor them by wearing their names on our backs. We name our children after them. We fight for them in bars and on sports talk shows. We are even willing to forgive them of transgressions before we will a loved one. Indeed, we idolize them. Professional athletes seem to have the best of all worlds. Owners of professional sports franchises are willing to spend whatever it takes to retain top athletes. They are also willing to spend exorbitant amounts to retain the most capable medical and training staff so that their athletes remain in the game and not on the sidelines. Welcome to Urban X Real Talk Fitness Radio. I'm your host, Tiaja. It is Tuesday, November the 28th, 2017. And on today's show, episode 17, we will be concluding our series titled, What Should We Eat? The Confusion and Conspiracy, Part 3. We tend to think of our sports heroes as superheroes, but often they don't even measure up to mortal men. For example, one would have to go back to the days of the Negro Baseball Leagues in the 1920s to find a single professional athlete who has lived to the age of 100. Now, centenarians are rare for the general population, but they're even more rare for professional athletes. You would think that professional athletes who receive the best medical care and psychological and nutritional advice and services would far outlive the general population, but they don't. In fact, they die significantly younger than most. The average lifespan for a professional athlete across all sports is 64, nearly a decade earlier than the general population. In Canadian professional football, it's even less at age 51. Now, how can this be true? Well, let's take a listen to Dr. Joe Wallach, author of Dead Athletes Don't Lie, and see what he has to say regarding athletes and nutrition. Doctor, another point that you hit is that athletes, on the average, seem to die earlier than your average yes. couch potato. Yes, our librarian. Why, yeah, yeah, why is that? Well, it's just the opposite of what you think, and it's because people really don't understand physical um, physiology, physical physiology. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is this. Um, with the exception of the three black guys from the old Negro Baseball League back in the 1920s, there's never been a professional athlete lived to be 100. Now, that should begin mm-hmm. to give you clues, red flag. Now, these guys mm-hmm. are getting paid to train and work out. They're getting the best food, the best trainers, personal physicians, team physicians. I mean, they have it all, right? They're being paid to work out, sure. and they get the best. But yet, the average lifespan, when you take all sports, is 62. The new statistics out for Canadian professional football players is 51. <clears throat> Reggie Lewis, who was the... Captain of the Boston Celtics died at 28 of a cardiomyopathy heart attack, a simple nutritional deficiency. Um, let's see here. Walter Payton died at 45 waiting for a liver transplant for, from a simple mineral deficiency disease, which I treat all the time. We can reverse that disease in a few weeks or a few months with a simple supplement, and he died waiting for a, a liver transplant. And then we just recently had a 16-year-old boy, Wes Leonard, uh, from a, a little high school in Michigan. Uh, there were two teams fighting for the last slot in the playoffs to be the state champions. This just happened a couple of months ago. Yep. And Westland was 16 years old, and the teams was 55-55 at the last buzzer, so they had to do a, a, a prophetic term, sudden death, playoff, right? So he catches the, pit, uh, the tip off, 
three or four dribbles down to the basket, slam dunks it, and like three seconds after the whistle to start the sudden death, he gets the winning two points, 57-55. His teammates are lifting him up because they're so excited, and he drops dead of a cardiomyopathy heart attack. The same thing that Reggie Lewis did. Food has become a modern-day conundrum, not because the needs of the human body have ever changed from the beginning of time, but rather because of the way we've been socially engineered to eat. As mentioned in previous episodes, no other animal on the planet thinks in terms of breakfast, lunch, or dinner except human beings. And this isn't even true in all human societies. In many societies, eating is dictated by hunger. It is simple supply and demand economics, which is to say, if left to their own devices, no human being would eat on a schedule, for the human body is simply designed to eat when it is hungry. Before the Industrial Revolution and the advent of factories, that's the way the human body worked. It still does. But society has changed the way we converse with our bodies. Many of the foods we eat are designed to hijack our biochemistry so that addictions are created. For instance, the overproduction of insulin is the body's response to the consumption of toxic levels of sugar, and yet we treat the disease of diabetes as if there's something wrong with our bodies for not being able to process all the sugars or the starches, grains, and simple carbohydrates we introduce it to. Too much of anything will have a similar effect in the body, whether it's protein or starch or vegetables. Too much of any one thing will inevitably create imbalances in all things. What you put in your body can either work towards your health or it can work against it. Nutrition is very individually specific, but as you can see, even a professional athlete will suffer if micronutrients aren't recycled without them. We miss a lot of the precise things our bodies require because we have been trained to be overly concerned with macros and calories and portions. See, such are complicated ideas to the body and human bodies do not have the capacity to worry about such things in terms of how much of something to eat or, or how many calories it needs to ingest when it's going about the day-to-day -day task of survival. Still, we count calories and we measure portions and we read the labels in every box all while agonizing over what to eat. Not if there's anything to eat because thankfully that's not the issue for most people in America but what should we eat? Even our heroes, the professional athletes we so admire haven't a clue either. Perhaps it's because the medical staff they rely on are only required to take but a single semester of nutrition in medical school, or maybe it has more to do with simple mineral deficiencies as Dr. Wallach alluded to. As Dr. Wallach pointed out, sweat is not just water, it is more of a mineral soup the body releases when energy demands are high. And if those minerals are not replaced over time, the entire health of the body is compromised. My eating philosophy has always been to focus on progressively cleaning up the quality of my choices rather than diminishing portions and calories. 
I have never burdened my body or my clients with the white noise of counting calories, nor have I ever prescribed an eating philosophy. As it pertains to the question of what should we eat, my answer has always been to maintain balance and alkaline acid balance. Focusing solely on your acid-alkaline balance isn't the complete answer to perfect health. It's only one piece of the puzzle, but it is an important piece. The bottom line is that we need to eat enough alkalizing foods to help our bodies neutralize the acid-forming foods. So since chicken is acidic, I would have my clients eat an alkaline food like broccoli with it. I also preached a four day a week eating commitment permitting them to eat what they wanted the other three days. The reason this worked was because the body essentially created its own natural aversions to those foods that worked against its health, particularly after the possibility of adaptation was removed from the eating equation. In short, Their brains would eventually make a clear connection between those days they ate on the plan versus the days they did not, meaning their own biofeedback would range from feeling lousy to lethargy, from irritability to headaches, and even occasionally feeling sick to their stomachs. In the world of lifting, we say there are two types of cycles, one that is progressive, planned rest periods, which for this discussion I'll refer to as responsible training. The other is not so progressive and has unplanned rest periods in the form of injury or exhaustion. Now it would be hard to argue that such training is the complete opposite or is simply irresponsible training. In the nutrition world, we also have two types of cycles. One that is progressive with planned leniency and one that is extreme where we eat irresponsibly. When it comes to what you put on your plate, neither is right or wrong. That's because eating is neither ethical or unethical. It's survival. So the moral argument about whether we should eat meat or not at the end of the day is a specious one. Such arguments are opulence, symbolisms of societies that struggle with overconsumption rather than necessity. Just think about the most popular diets alone, the vegan diet, the vegetarian diet, the ketogenic diet, the paleo diet, the Atkins diet, the Mediterranean diet, the juice diet, the cabbage diet, and there's hundreds more. Can you imagine our ancestors arguing over what diet they were going to implement? Back then, diet was basically a medical term. Only the most extreme cases of illness or chronic disease patients were placed on one. If the single goal of any diet is to promote promote health and longevity, then how how have we become so confused about what to eat? Well, here's some real talk. Your body knows what it needs and doesn't need to remain, and what it doesn't need to remain healthy. So if your goal is to lose an X number of pounds and to achieve that perfect body, if it comes at the expense of your health, you may ultimately achieve your goal through the process of adaptation, but your achievement achievement will be short-lived. It will not be sustainable. 
So what should we eat? The long and short answer, nature knows best. Now I know that's an oversimplification, but it's only so because we are disconnected from our base nature as well as nature itself. At some level, this is what vegans are trying to reinstitute, a harmonious relationship with self and with nature. But here's another intuitive question you should ask yourself. What makes you healthy? And what diet answers that question for you? Remember, everything works until it doesn't. When looking at the human body, no system dominates another, no muscle group subjugates another, no healthy cell replicates beyond its capacity to serve and to help the body maintain health and balance. Only disease does that. Only disease promotes imbalance in the body. So when thinking of the C choices out there, balance should always rule the day. In other words, I may eat vegan for a week, then the next week introduce my body to a ketogenic diet, then a combination of the two until I discover what works best for me. Meat has become more of a side dish for me, but that doesn't hold true for everyone. The truth is that not everyone is successful in a vegan diet, just like not everyone has success with a keto one. Nevertheless, there exists culinary traditions that all human societies have upheld and shared since the beginning of time. Hence, the culinary records clearly illustrate how we humans ate before the post-industrial revolution. The four foods that all societies have shared were, number one, fresh fruits, fruits like vegetables and fruits, fermented and sprouted foods, meat on the bone, and finally organ meats such as liver and heart, etc. And that's because after hunting an animal, nothing was wasted. The Native Americans were notorious for using from head to hoof. Diversity of foods or choice were solely dictated by seasonality, locality, and scarcity rather than being determined by a restaurant menu or, or a diet strategy. If you read the tea leaves of athletes, most fall somewhere in between, but I can almost assure you none measure or count calories for a living. Another thing I found interesting in my research is that no other human society has ever been vegan unless out of necessity. Human beings are biologically omnivores, meaning we have the choice to eat meat or a plant-based diet. We can go on a juice or liquid diet, but no matter how carefully monitored, it will create imbalances in the body. See, our bodies know what they need and just as important what they don't need to sustain a healthy life. When we consume too much manufactured foods like polyunsaturated fats and processed foods like vegetable oils, we are signing a contract with a known oxidative agent that accelerates aging and shapes the chronology of our cells for years to come because whatever part of the body that is built from these oils will suffer gross imbalances or disease. So here's the bottom line. Many of the neurological and cognitive diseases like Alzheimer's are formed this way. Sugar, for instance, attaches itself to protein molecules. It's 
the same reason it's hard to open the jelly jar after spooning out the jelly. The sugar attaches itself to the molecules of the jar and like glue it takes effort to pry them apart. So imagine what happens to your body when you overconsume sugar. Now I'll discuss the effects of sugar overconsumption in another episode, but I'll quickly add that our bodies like to control all processes by enzymes. And sugars and polyunsaturated fats change that relationship by bypassing natural processes. The moral of the story, we should all strive to eat less processed foods and sugars. If food is medicine, then we can ill afford to over-medicate ourselves or worse, create addictions from the medicinal properties of food. Food is for pleasure, it is also for purpose. And that purpose is to sustain health and life. Even our sports heroes die young without the proper balance. So what should we eat? We should be thankful to have food to eat then we should consume it mindfully and deliberately with gratitude. Dear friends, I wish above all things that you be in health and that you prosper just as your soul prospers. You have been listening to Urban X Real Talk Fitness Radio with your host, Tiaja. Don't forget to check out our website at www.urbanxfitness.net. There you can check out our online clothing store, the Urban Experience Fit Stores 1 and 2, and our nutrition shop as well. And coming soon, our online bookstore featuring our upcoming release, The 10 Seeds Planet for Health along with other powerful authors and ebooks written to challenge the fitness between your ears. Until next week, always walk in health and peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.